baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Little celebration going on here. (laughs) What am I celebrating, ladies and gentlemen? It's the SmackDown on this stupid mask mandate, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone. Can we celebrate? And it's not just me. I'm not the only one celebrating. We've got millions of people across the country absolutely thrilled to death to see an end to this stupid mask mandate. I am absolutely thrilled, absolutely positively thrilled by what has happened here. I want to walk you through the developments yesterday as they unfolded. It's, it's pretty cool. I love sharing this story. Because this is a significant develop, development to preserve our freedom. That's what this is. A federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for airplanes and other public transport methods. And a Biden administration official says the order is no longer in effect. While the ruling is reviewed. Who do we praise for this? U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell. By the way, she is a Donald Trump appointee. Another example, elections have consequences. Judge Mizell saying the mandate was unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and because its implementation violated administrative law. What blows my mind? How long has this stupid thing been in place? And it's been unlawful all along. (laughs) This is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. The agencies are reviewing the decision and assessing potential next steps, according to a Biden administration official. In the meantime, the court decision means CDC's public transportation masking order is not in effect at this time. Therefore, TSA will not enforce its security directives and emergency amendment requiring mask use on public transportation and transportation hubs at this time. CDC recommends that people continue to wear masks in indoor public transportation settings. I was very curious to see how this was going to play out yesterday, because at first we learned that this decision had been rendered, and I wondered, 
Would there be an appeal? And would this mandate stay in place while the appeal process goes forward? But as the day went on, the news started to trickle out. In the evening, we learned that the TSA was not going to enforce this mask mandate anymore. Airlines also started putting out statements. I think Delta was among the first to announce they were not going to enforce the mask mandate. Can you imagine what have been what have, would have been like yesterday if you were on an airplane and here you are uncomfortably wearing this mask and then you hear the announcement. I want you to listen to this montage of audio that I've put together. This is from several different flights. I'll tell you what one of my favorites is. You'll hear it in the middle. It's a flight attendant <laughs> communicating what you need to do with that mask. Uh, here is the montage of audio from different flights yesterday as they were in the air finding out they didn't need to wear these masks anymore. Listen up. And I just checked with the company, and the uh, company position is, the Delta position is, masks will be optional this evening for all crew and passengers as well. So it is cause to celebrate, but for those who want to wear masks, please Let's go. feel free to, but it is optional, and that way we can alleviate any stress and uh, discomfort. Thank you very much. The Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and on board aircraft. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I think this is going to be one of the memorable moments as we've seen the end of this pandemic. This is something I think people will definitely remember because they are experiencing a form of liberation. It's not just the passengers. Think of all the employees who've had to wear masks, the flight attendants, the captains. Remember we shared that with you a few weeks ago about how some of them were communicating they felt this sense of claustrophobia. And they were also concerned that this whole thing was provoking people unnecessarily. Now, celebration. (laughs) I love that flight attendant singing, basically, throw your mask away. And people were thrilled. You know how the flight attendant normally comes around and collects trash? He was collecting masks. (laughs) Throw them away. You know? I think this is absolutely awesome. (laughs) Texter saying, Vince, you can take your mask off now. Amen to that. Great conservative judge appointed by Trump strikes down mask mandate. So the scandemic planned to disrupt the midterms in time to steal the election and blame it on Trump. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. This person saying, I guess the flight attendants got tired of getting their asses kicked over masks. 
Another person saying, we were liberated when we defeated the British, Vince. <laughs> and this, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we're free at last. Isn't this sad that there's this sentiment over these freaking masks? I really absolutely love one of the things that's communicated on Drudge's page. It's a picture, an old picture, of a flight attendant greeting passengers coming out of plane. And the captain under it just says, what a nice smile you have. And it's going to be so awesome. Another place to be able to see faces again. I think the atmosphere is going to improve. I'm going to make a prediction, too. I think these incidents we've been seeing on airplanes, the tension that's been there because of these stupid masks, I think the number of cases of violence and disruptions is going to go down. Mark my words. That's a prediction that I'm making right here. Much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. We have a Transformation Tuesday for you that you do not want to miss. Also coming up, we'll talk about what's happening in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system. The superintendent under fire. We'll find out what's going on there. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the text line, Vince, don't celebrate yet. Fauci's going to come out from hiding, talking another variant. Who cares? Take that variant to hell with him. I know that sounds awful. I'm just so sick of this garbage. Another person says, no, keep the mask on. I got used to it. <laughs> Are you saying there are certain faces you don't want to see? I'm willing to bet the number of unruly passengers will go down. Really enjoy the show. That is from David. Thank you for writing in. Biden, take this mask and shove it. Vince, don't get too excited. This is the law before the storm. The Democrats have another election to steal. Another variation of COVID is on the way. Biden is running again. Uh-huh. Please, Vince, the only one making out seems to be the dentist. Also have great disappointment. She had great eyes. 
I see why dance clubs keep the lights low and blind you with those flashing lights. Yes, your listener, Tim. <laughs> that is terrible. So terrible. This is so important. It, it may seem trivial, folks. This is so important because this case was decided on the basis of the Constitution. This is so basic. This is a second example of the Centers for Disease Control basically overstepping their bounds. Remember they did this? When they had the other directive they put out, and this one related to preventing evictions. Now again, do I want people to get evicted? Of course not. But taking some sort of dictatorial powers, usurping authority, is not the way to do it. You want to do it? Pass a law. Congress. And I commend the people involved in the lawsuit that led to this decision yesterday. The suit was initially filed last July. See, this is the other thing that frustrates me. So here we've gone almost another year with these stupid masks and the stupid mask mandate because it took that long for this to work its way through the justice system. See, I think there needs to be a way to expedite these things when basic constitutional issues like this are at stake. It shouldn't go on this long, but I digress. Two other individuals were on this lawsuit. According to the ruling, the Health Freedom Defense Fund is a nonprofit organization that opposes laws and regulations that force individuals to submit to the administration of medical products, procedures, and devices against their will. I want you to hear the words communicated in this judge's decision. Because our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in pursuit of desirable ends, the court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate. This is not complicated stuff. They could have decided this last June or July when this came out. Agencies do not have the ability to act unlawfully simply because it's in the health interest of the country. It's the right thing. It's the best thing. It's going to protect people. The alleged right thing done the wrong way is wrong, period. That's what this comes down to. It's very simple. Believe it or not, analysis on CNN is very, very insightful. The ruling striking down CDC mask mandate sparks mixed emotions and new worries for the Biden administration. Officials found themselves straddling an uncomfortable line in their quest to end the COVID-19 pandemic, celebrating return to near normalcy as they hosted scores of unmasked children for the White House Easter egg roll. Think about this. Here you have a bunch of people at a White House event with no masks on. <laughs> Don't get me started, folks. And then watching one of their final lines of defense against the virus fall hours later when a federal judge in Florida struck down the federal mask mandate for airlines, trains, and mass transit. 
It's only last week, U.S. Centers for Disease Control Prevention, it extended the travel mask mandate through May 3rd, so administration officials could sort out their next move among conflicting signs about the trajectory of the virus. But several hours after U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazell ruled the mandate was unlawful, administration official told CNN's Caitlin Collins the CDC's mask mandate was no longer being enforced, which we later confirmed to you. This is a mess for the administration. This is the second time they've had a decision like this just smack down. This leaves Americans once again facing conflicting guidance. They try to game out the risks of boarding crowded buses, trains, and planes for their families, especially for children under five who are not eligible for the vaccine. As you know, Philadelphia became the first major U.S. city to reinstate its mask mandate as cases rise in the Northeast now requiring masks in all indoor public places. A number of universities have also reinstated their mask mandates. Now we've got cases increasing in more than half of the 50 states. But COVID-19 hospitalizations are close to their lowest level since the government started tracking that metric in July of 2020. Understand this, folks. This is where we get to the crux of the matter. This has left President Joe Biden and other Democrats in a tenuous position where they're still urging Americans to take the virus seriously, cognizant another surge from a new variant could trigger a backlash against the party in power in November, but aware Republicans will quickly weaponize any perceived retrenchment of COVID restrictions. The GOP has already hammered Democrats in some races for being too heavy-handed when it came to mask mandates, limitations for businesses, and keeping children out of school during the height of the pandemic, and in some cases have moved on to attacking Democrats for high gas prices, crime, and inflation. And a sign that even Democrats have been eager to move away from masking requirements for senators facing re-elections this fall, join with most Republicans in supporting that resolution from GOP Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky last month to repeal the federal mask mandate on public transportation. This is a very difficult political subject for them. Just like so many other things, they were wrong, dead wrong. Thomas Massey, Congressman Thomas Massey, our friend saying never CDC never had the legal authority to impose or authorize a mask mandate on airplanes and other modes of transportation. Glad to see the illogical, illegal, unscientific mask mandate come to an end. Amen. CMS schools. That story coming up next. On the text line, I can almost picture the fear and the horror in the eyes of the double-masked liberals cowering in the corner of their airline seats as everyone else cast their masks into the trash can. <laughs> oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen.
We need to uh, cover a very significant story. And those of you outside of Charlotte Mecklenburg, bear with us as we talk about a very important story here. What appears to be the end of the tenure of the school superintendent. It's a story that was broken yesterday by Brett Jensen, and he is now joining us, senior reporter for WBT News. Uh, Welcome back to the broadcast, Brett. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Vince. So tell us what you found out yesterday. Well, that this has been going on for quite some time, and then finally they decided that the time was now, talking about the Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, Board of Education, decided the time was now to go ahead and relieve Superintendent Ernest Winston of his duties. There have been a lot, a lot of issues, especially this year. I mean, it really all started in September when there was an assault case over, I believe, at Olympic High School. And then two weeks later, a high school, a story that I broke, a high school football player at Olympic High School was playing while wearing ankle bracelets, ankle monitors from the police because he'd been charged with a couple of rapes. And so, and it just keeps going on. 23 guns found on a CMS campuses before Christmas this year. It's just been a never-ending situation. Test scores are plummeting. Um, even though they're back in school, the test scores have gone you know, straight down. So it was just that the school board thought the time was now. And so today at 1230, they will vote, officially vote to remove Ernest Winston as acting superintendent. So uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, as you described, we've been watching this, uh, what looks like kind of a slow uh, train wreck for a number of months now. Is there anything that kind of pushed this over the edge, or is this just a, an accumulation of things where people just feel like enough is enough? Total accumulation, and that's exactly what it is. And it had, you know, from the parents and people within CMS, be it teachers, principals, central office, it was just people had had enough, and things never got better. It's like, okay, well, this is a blip on the radar. You know, maybe it was a one-time thing. Well, no. Then the next blip would be something worse. And then the next blip would be even something worse. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And embarrassment after embarrassment after embarrassment. And finally, the school board was like, we can't do this anymore. You know what? Things are just going to continue to downward spiral. Let's just cut our losses, rip the Band-Aid off, and go on to the next person. One of the questions I have here, and as I look back through the history of some of the stories uh, that have been done about this particular superintendent, acting superintendent, one of the things that I, I remember coming across, uh, there always seems to have been kind of a tentative sense about him. I know the position, uh, you know, is kind of tentative uh, in and of itself, but was he ever fully embraced as the leader of the school system by the parents, by the teachers, by the other administrators? You know, that's a great question, Vince. And you brought up a very good point about the timidness. And there was always a reluctance on his part to act because I think he always feared, and this is my own personal perspective, I always think he feared of making the wrong decision. And when you don't make a decision one way or the other or you wait too long, then it, then you are doing yourself and no one else any good. And in terms of being embraced by the school or the parents, I can tell you when he was put in in August of 2019 as the full-time superintendent, yeah, there were questions about his background, but I can tell you because he had a former background with the Charlotte Observer as, a, as an education reporter, oddly enough, um, 
the media liked him because he's gregarious and outgoing and people just generally liked him. And I've said this from day one, you want Ernest Winston as your neighbor, but I don't know if you want him as your superintendent. In terms of the job itself, you know, aside from the the scandals, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, what about the, the the basic functionality of the school system? How did that seem to work with him at the helm of this organization? Well, and that's another really good question. It, it The functionality of the school, complete disarray. And there was never a handle on anything. It was never proactive, let's do this. It was always reactive. And when you're dealing with the 17th biggest school district in the country, 144,000 kids, and you're always playing, trying to play catch-up, you can never catch up. You have to be proactive. You have to get a get ahead of things, whether it's whether it's controversies or whether it's education, whether it's test scores, whatever. Instead of going, oh, we've got poor test scores, let's do something different, why not do something different before the poor test scores come out or whatever the case may be? And so that was the problem. The, the district under his leadership was always one or two steps behind. Now, as I understand it, um, and I want to make sure I'm understanding this story correctly, what's happened now, we've reached a point where he's been basically told to resign or be terminated. Do we know what that decision is? As of right now at 1042, all signs point to he's being terminated. That he's basically refusing to step down. Correct, because he wants his full sum of severance, which is $576,000. If he steps down voluntarily, then he would not get that. He would get a negotiated price somewhere between two hundred fifty dollars to $350,000. So ballpark around $300,000, give or take, which is, sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but it's not $576,000. <laughs> exactly. I, I think there are a lot of people out there, uh, they would love to be fired for either one of those amounts, <laughs> as you're describing here. Where does this leave the school system? Because it, it sounds like this is a foregone conclusion as to what's going to happen today. Where does the school system go from here? We only have about a minute left in this segment. So what they're going to do today is they're going to vote on the acting superintendent, the short term, and then they're going to put into place the interim. Acting is very, very short term. Then the interim will come in and fill the gap between the time they can actually find someone to bring in, whether it's through a search firm or whatever. That may take six months. It may take a year. You don't know, or it may take two months. So the interim will be announced later, but the acting and then, but the acting today the interim will be announced or made made aware shortly thereafter and when the start date is. And then after that is when they will determine who will be the superintendent, full-time superintendent going forward. So we're talking about two different people. Yes. Yes. And okay. potentially three different people, acting, interim, and then regular superintendent. So up to three different people, which is the likely case. Ah. So you don't see anybody within the system that you think is likely to ascend to a superintendent? No, I do not. I, I would – I mean – Potentially, but I think it's uh, I. No one saw Ernest Winston coming as superintendent, so never say never. But it's, it's unlikely after what happened this time they'll probably go through a search firm. I think the board uh, is very much. Uh, it's going to feel a lot of pressure to make sure they make a solid decision this time, one the community supports and one that's going to be affirmed to be the right decision. So, Brett Jensen, uh, great job breaking this story yesterday and providing us with 
detail today to fill in uh, some information we've wanted to know. Thanks a lot for joining us on the broadcast today. My pleasure, Vince. I appreciate it. Much more as we continue the broadcast coming up. We will talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. Yes, that saga continues. Stay with us. of the broadcast over on the text line we begin here boy this is kind of brutal i'll just share it as it's communicated here you guys need to look at the elephant in the room it's not the superintendent that's why you've went through so many in the last few years it's the parents hmm it's the parents and the badass kids. Ouch. How many of you would agree with that perspective? I enjoy your show and get where you're coming from, but not all of us are that eager on the masks. I will keep gladly wearing my KN95. Why? Because I have the right to stay well. And we absolutely fully respect that. Vince, can you ask, will the system with so many tails wagging the dog ever afford an administrator the power to correct these problems at CMS? The Winston deal is just perfect. Democrat logic. You're terrible at your job, so let's insanely overpay you in an extension and then fire you and pay you more to go. Go, CMS. Go. Away. We also have this. Vince, I wish it was this easy to get rid of Biden, like they got rid of the school district superintendent of Charlotte schools. Ernest Winston Severance should be paid in clear backpacks. What a moron. Ouch. For those of you not familiar, <laughs> that's a sore subject because with concern about violence in schools and guns, there was an effort to purchase clear backpacks, and there was some sort of an issue with recalls of these particular backpacks, so they were not able to give them out. Here we are now approaching the end of the school year and still haven't been able to get this thing together. Just one of many subjects that's not gone very well for this particular administration. It really is kind of sad to watch. Very sad and unfortunate to watch. A couple of other things I want to get to. I want to remind you, Transformation Tuesday is coming up in just a few minutes. I It's one I really, really look forward to. I just want to give you a heads up. It's something that may challenge your world view. I'll just leave it there. It may challenge your worldview. Another story I want to add in connection with the story about the masks with flying 
and other transportation venues. And this is really important, especially for those of you here in this area with Charlotte as the major hub. And it's pretty much an American Airlines airport. American is resuming alcohol sales and service aboard flights. This actually started yesterday. This has actually been on hiatus for more than two years. So if you were in the main cabin, no alcohol. Well, now it's back. American and other airlines halted this back in March 2020. But beginning yesterday, American slowly reintroducing the buy on board program, including alcohol and light snacks to domestic main cabin flights. Customers traveling on flights over 250 miles will be offered beer, wine, and spirits. According to NBC News, alcohol will be complimentary for long-haul international flights and in first class. Both American and Dallas-based Southwest considered bringing alcohol back in 2021. They reconsidered after a surge in unruly passenger behavior. The American isn't raising prices compared with before the pandemic. Spirits such as new arrival aviation gin, rum, vodka, and whiskey, nine bucks. Wine servings, also nine. Beer is eight dollars. By the way, American's one of the last major airlines to bring alcohol back. Southwest resumed in February. And uh, so, again, something to look forward to when you travel again. I, I, one of the reasons I'm also intrigued by this is the possibility, I'm looking at the possibility very soon, of traveling to the one area of the country I've not been to yet, which is the Pacific Northwest. And the idea of, A, not being able to have a drink, uh, but more importantly, wearing that stupid mask for nearly five hours was very intimidating to me. So I feel a whole lot better about that trip. I just had to add that personal note because... Um, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I think I've kind of put that off. Just being honest about that. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about Elon Musk. You talk about poking the bear. <laughs> this guy, he just cracks me up. I mean, it's especially funny that he's posting things on Twitter about what he wants to do with the company. I mean, these folks have to be really beside themselves. To hear these ideas he's suggesting, especially the new ones he is bringing up that directly affect the board, which will decide whether they are interested in his ownership. We will talk about that. Also, an updated story about Joe Biden's mental health. I'm, I'm serious, folks, when I tell you I'm more and more concerned this guy he really needs help. He really does. Does not need to be in the White House. But we begin everything straight on the other side with Transformation Tuesday right here. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 